0: In this last tutorial series on demonstrating color correction or color adjustment techniques, we're going to add one last color correction technique uh, called shadows and highlights. Now it's put together a little bit differently than uh, the other ones that we've done so far. You won't find it in the adjustment layers palette, shadows and highlights. So what we want to do to make it where it's non-destructible, we're going to turn our actual image into a smart object so what we want to do here is we don't we could just simply select this image go in here image uh, adjustments shadows and highlights and make changes sorry I've got my we can make these changes here and you could saw what that did to the image and we'll get to that here in a bit but we don't want to destroy our original image we just want to make editable changes to it that we can go back to and change or get rid of as we like so we're going to cancel that and what we want to do is we want to select this layer by clicking it with the mouse, and go to Layer, and we're going to turn it into a Smart Object. So we're going to convert to a Smart Object. And you can see the icon change there. So it's a Smart Object now. now there's some other things that uh, about a Smart Object Uh, that you might want to start trying to get your head around but we won't cover in these tutorials but this smart object is a very powerful technique in Photoshop but it's beyond the scope of these tutorials and the techniques that we're demonstrating so once we turn that into a smart object then we could go up to image adjustments and select shadows and highlights and you'll see we won't see just yet, well let's go ahead and do this now what it did by default it makes the shadows be fifty percent. So we're going to go ahead and back that all the way down to zero. And that's what the image looked like before we applied. See zero, shadows, zero, highlights. So I'm going to press OK for now so I can show you what's happening over here in the layer palette. So I click OK. This is what's happened. It's created almost like we have a, a layer mask up here. We've got a smart filter applied. And then we have our shadows and highlights adjustments here. So just the same technique, but managed a little bit differently. So let's go ahead and take a look at shadows and highlights now. Now what you'll need to do is, instead of once you zero this out, you want to go ahead and show more options. If you don't have your preview selected, you want to make sure that's selected as well. So let's show more options. Now I lose some of my, because of the real estate on my monitor. I can't see some of the things at the bottom. But on yours, it'll have that toggle button or the check button for showing more options. Don't worry about saving as defaults. Uh, that's if you wanted, to, if you had a, ser- a bunch of photos that you're handling the shadows and highlights the same way, you could save it and apply uh, these default settings to multiple photos. But that's beyond the scope of these tutorials. So what we can do now. <coughs> is that if you can take a look at your image, it's difficult to see, we're kind of really looking, at least on my monitor what we're dealing with here, is that we can slide these amount of shadows. And remember the shadows are the dark areas. So if we slide that up, we're actually boosting up just the dark areas. We're making those dark areas brighter than they were. And, and you have to be careful with shadows and highlights. This is one you're really going to have to play around with quite a bit because it can make things look really wacky if you're not careful. And so the tonal width is going to see. Let's see if I can demonstrate what that does. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to not try to explain what's happening because it may not make a lot of sense. But just kind of guide it through with your eye the radius shows how much it's adjusted and if you look at the image it shows how many pixels to compare uh, between shadows and highlights so I'm I'm kinda happy right about in there now let's adjust the highlights and you know that's adjusting now what are the white bits so the more I boost that up the it's making those white bits not so white so I'm gonna say and you notice way back here I had to lose some of the blue so I'm going to push that back so I get some of that blue sky and I may boost the width up a little bit the tonal width and maybe blast the radius so I don't get that kind of if you see if I back that off I kind of get this outer glow effect around those areas so I'm going to spread that radius out a bit and then I can go ahead and mess the color adjustment and you can see what that does the color correction so I'm going to get that kind of back where it was Maybe about 10 percent for me and adjust the midtone just slightly and you can see if I take that too far I can start seeing some really damage in those pixels and then I'm gonna press OK now again these edits that I've made I can go back and change if I'm not happy with those but I'm gonna go ahead and take a look at the image now we can compare all what we've done so far so let's go ahead and take a look at the original image. So that's where we started with our color correction techniques. This really bad color cast. And then we added inside there, we did a hue and saturation, a brightness and contrast, and levels. And then when we added our smart filters, we even brought more of that out. So I think that's a pretty stark improvement on those images from this to that. That's a big difference. So say you made all those changes and you wanted to keep that image, you could always just go File, Save As, and you could call it My Color Corrected Photo. And you want to save it as a Photoshop document. We'll talk more about Photoshop documents and other image formats in a later tutorial. And save that then we know we would have this color corrected photo. and That concludes the tutorial. In the later tutorials, we'll... Whoa! There's one last thing that I need to cover. I'm sorry. We're going to co- talk about color mode, actually. This is a good point since we just saved our document. So we talked a little earlier about what RGB is and what CMYK, and say for instance we're working in... Uh, Ad copy layout or PR pubs, and this photo is destined for a document that's going to be printed. We need to change the color mode of this image from RGB, which red, green, and blue is a color mode that's used for the internet and for video and for monitors, to CMYK. To do that, we would simply go to Image, Mode, and select CMYK color. Now we do not want to rasterize these images, so don't rasterize. That has to do with the smart objects. And we do not want to merge these objects. If we merge this, it's going to flatten all this into one image. So we don't. Changing modes will discard some adjustments layer. Change mode anyway. Oh, let's go ahead and press OK. And then it's going to tell me some other things. And you see what? Oh, we lost our adjustments. This is a good point to talk about the Histories palette. So we don't want to do that when we change those colors. So what we want to do is we want to go back into Window and select History. And what this History does, it shows us everything that we've done to this document so far. So what we want to do is where it says CMYK color, we want to go back one stop before before it does that. And so what we can do now, if we want to change the color mode, we could save it, we could go ahead and image layer, and then we could, let's do, let's go ahead and merge, well let's flatten this image. And so now that image is all flattened. And then if we wanna change the color mode, now again, you would wanna save it at this point so you wouldn't lose those edits. So let me go ahead and do that, just so I can demonstrate a nice workflow. And let's say flat, so this is telling me that I can't edit this image anymore once I've saved it and now once it's flattened and what that flattening does I'm going to hit command Z to show you or let's go back in our histories palette is what that does it just takes all these layers and creates one editable image and since we flattened it and we saved it let's go ahead and then we can change the color mode to CMYK and we won't get that color cast back and so that would be changed to CMYK. If we wanted to go back to RGB, which you wouldn't want to do because we already have an RGB editable file ready, we would simply correct to RGB. And the other one is, if we want to do adjustments, Oh, sorry, mode, is we want to go to grayscale. And this is what you would do if you want to make sure that you actually have grayscale images and it's going, say, for a newspaper. We want to discard all the color values and get back to a grayscale image and that's how you would do that. And That concludes this tutorial In the rest of the tutorials for the series we're going to use the some of the tools to do some design work and some touch-up techniques on some images. Uh, as I wrap this up I'm going to go back into my histories palette and get all the way back before I flatten that image and I'm going to go ahead and file save as and get rid of this flat. I'm not sure if we'll use this again but I just want to keep it around just in case.